Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, Abby Tyshurst. Hello. And Tom Canning. Hello. We'll be covering all the major results and uh, incidents from the past week in uh, Berkshire uh, football and looking ahead to the weekend's games and anything uh, good coming up in the region. But first, how are we doing, guys? How has your week been? Abby, how are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. I had an exceptionally cute weekend because um, I S4K had a game on Sunday. I didn't play myself, but our Wildcats, who I coach on a Saturday, joined us as our mascots, oh. and it was adorable. <laughs> um, it was no, it was just really nice to have them actually. So we uh, joined in with the warm up before the game. Uh, we did a little halftime penalty shoot out together. We had some halftime oranges and some sweets, more sweets than oranges, if I'm honest. Um, and then we did the cool down at the end. But yes, it was so much fun to have them. And it was really great for them to see women playing football as well. Ah, brilliant. They managed to get out of being locked in their uh, facility on Saturday. Or was that just you? <laughs> uh, that was such a drama. Yeah, we got locked in our venue <laughs> on Saturday. So I was frantically calling people to try and get us out. And yeah, we did eventually get get out. But um Steve, I'm gonna I'm gonna bait Steve out here. Steve of Bucks County, he just never picks up his phone to me. We just permanently <laughs> we're permanently missing each other's phone calls. And so yeah, then I had to I had to message Ellis and ask him to get Steve to call me back. Then I had to speak to the facilities woman. It was a drama. It was a drama. But yes, we did eventually get out. Oh, glad to hear it. Tom, did you have anything quite as dramatic or as uh, uh, fun as that sounds? Um, to you I went to Bristol to watch, not specifically to watch Bristol Manor Farm, but I went to Bristol and I watched Bristol Manor Farm and they played Sirencester and good God, it was dull. <laughs> it was cold as well, which didn't help. Um, but yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the greatest game. It was one nil to Bristol Manor Farm. I don't really even recall the goal. Neither do I recall a single shot on target. It was a it was a game between teams in the fourth and fifth, and they just struck me as cancelling each other out completely. Wow! Don't have the same okay. quality as Berkshire sides, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's what happens when you leave the county. Tom. Yes, it's wrong. Shouldn't happen. A uh, little brief aside, I um, well, I went to a game on Saturday. We might touch on that again later. But uh, that evening, I went to one of our fantastic local breweries and I bought the two of you a present, actually. Oh, how exciting. Which we can't can have. see this. <laughs> oh, can you see them? Oh, yes. what a treat. So uh, as regular listeners to the podcast may or may not know, uh, a few months ago, one of our Berkshire sides, uh, Caversham United, did teamed up with Phantom Brewery and produced their own beer uh, called Goat Milk, uh, Pale Ale, and I 
was happened to be in uh, Phantom Brewery at the end of my road. It was going to uh, say happened. <laughs> happened to be on Saturday night. And I saw them in the fridge and I thought, oh, who would appreciate a couple of cans of that? And so next time I see either of you. Uh, Saturday. Some- Saturday, yeah. I don't know what you're doing Saturday, Abby, but if you're down in Binfield, I'll bring yours along as well. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'm on the X4K Christmas social. Oh, well, stay tuned for next to next week to listen out <laughs> what happened there. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, if I don't see yours, it might go into the uh, football in Berkshire Secret Santa <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. So anyway. Enough of our, um, our, our weekends, but uh, let's get on to some actual football and some actual games that happened this weekend. Probably the most high profile or certainly the most exciting in the region, the FA Vars. We had yes. two teams uh, still in the competition at um, the second round proper, uh, both step six sides, the Vars being a competition for step five and step six teams, uh, both Barks County and Wallingford won and got through. Uh, Tom, which one do you want to start with? I think we've got to start with Barks County. I mean, Absolutely. that's frankly. So I think, I forget, I think it was Abby I was talking to earlier in the week and we were talking. I, I, I would like step six side against step five side. I think it's fair to say you would expect the step five side to probably go through. So the fact that yeah. both teams won yeah. is a test. Like it shouldn't be unexpected that they both won because they're both very good teams. Um and I, you know, I've seen both teams play, but you know, they're playing step five sides. But the fact they both won, the fact they both are through, and importantly, don't have to qualify for next season's competition, mm. is is fantastic. And um, yes, uh, Barks County obviously went three one up at one point. Luke Hayden scoring twice, and Ebby Apoku Ware also scoring. Um, what seen him a lot over the years. He's a, he's a smashing young player. Well, I suppose he's not so much a young player anymore. More a <laughs> mid-career mid player, I guess, now. But um, yeah, and then and then obviously Warningford beating North Greenford United 1-0. I, did, I hadn't realised, I hadn't put three and three together, but North Green, uh, Warningford have now beaten three step five sides in a row, so perhaps it's less of a surprise yeah. than... Um, than I, I perhaps should should be thinking. But yeah, some two great results. Brilliant scenes afterwards by the looks of things. And um, uh, they've both now got tough games again because there are no easy games in the FA Vars now. Yeah. I mean, uh, Barks County knocked out um, Harefield United, <clears throat> who put Binfield out of the FA Cup this season. Yes. You know, so they've got pedigree. They're very, yep. very good side. And um, also... Uh, uh, Wallingford got through against uh, North Greenford United, who I believe are um, the Combined Counties Premier Division North top scorers. They're oh. really fine form going into this game. They've won, I think, uh, five in the in their last five games. They've won six nil, seven nil, and eight nil. You know, some really high scoring. So to keep those guys uh, not only get through uh, past that team, but also to do it with a clean sheet was. Uh, Pretty special from Wallingford and also obviously Barks County as well. So incredible results for those two sides. I mean, they're, they're really like in these proper rounds. There are no like there are some easy games in the qualifying rounds, but I think in the proper rounds there are. It's impossible to to even at times I think even say who will win and who will lose. Absolutely, um, and the draw for uh, the next round. Uh, Barks County have been drawn at home to Egham. Uh, town and uh, uh, Wallingford have been drawn away to Tunbridge Wells FC. So uh, Egham Town, uh, Barks County's draw, they're in the combined counties uh, Premier Division North. 
a decent side there. And Tunbridge Wells are also step five. Uh, they're mid-table in their step five league, which I've just lost now. So I believe it's the uh, Southern Counties League or something along those lines. Sorry. Yeah, Southern Counties, page, East. I mean. Southern Counties East. Southern Counties East. Good. Yeah, they're mid-table in that league. Um, but they did lock, knock out Waltham and Hershey in the last round, who are a very, very good side in the combined county south. So, uh, oh, there's, like you say, there's no easy games going forward. Um, and again, both sides will probably be underdogs going into uh, this round of games, both playing teams from the uh, level above. But, I mean, they've got this far so far. Who knows? Another round might be calling. So, congratulations to both Wallingford and Barks County. Incredible results there. Uh one uh, Berkshire side that did not do so well in a cup competition this um, this weekend uh, is Reading City in the FA Youth Cup. Uh, I, it's I, hard to be disappointed. Really, I was going to say this. I feel I feel quite strongly that um, not doing so well, not doing so well this weekend is <laughs> right. uh, is okay. uh, what I said. So yeah, uh, <laughs> it's hard to say, hard to be disappointed in Reading City considering how far they've got in the competition. Yeah. Uh, but they eventually lost at home to Oxford. Uh, it was Oxford Academy. Um, Oxford United, yeah, Oxford United Academy, yeah. Three mm-hmm. two on Friday night. Um, anyone uh, read? Oh, has Neil uh, sent you a report yet? Yes, there is game? a there is a report up and up and live on um, on FIB at the moment. Lovely. So uh, get over to FIB to read about that, but. A huge crowd on a Friday night for uh, Reading City. I believe it was the record crowd for the Rivermore as well. 122. Crazy stuff. Mm. Apparently when, uh, I believe, uh, Reading City equalised to bring it back to two all. They did. uh, The crowd was electric, according to Maskell. uh, Our (laughs) our man in the ground. So, yeah. Fantastic. There was certainly a roar in one of the videos that I saw, which was great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean... Like I say, uh, like I said, it's slightly uh, it's hard to talk about this in negative terms, even though they did go out uh, because it was such an achievement to get where they did and to put up such a taking such a late goal and uh, for them to be defeated by a, uh, you know, a professional academy, essentially. I mean, you can't really say uh, uh, anything bad about it, really, uh, considering, you know, the gap in uh, levels between the two sides. Um yeah, I, I, I want to give more analysis, but I don't really have anything to uh, uh, sort of uh, all, anything all negative to say about it. The only the only comparison I can do, and I think I might have said this before, is I, I went down to in the FA Youth Cup of probably probably a decade ago now. I went down with the Bracknell Town under 18s to play Torquay United, and um, Bra- the Bracknell Town youth team at that time were superb. Uh, they were the really, really good side, and they played. They played Torquay United, who obviously at the time were a league side, a professional side, and the the gulf in class was was quite something. So, so for Reading City to really, uh, as a as a step five side, to, to really push uh, to push Oxford United all the way, um, I, I think is is quite phenomenal. And full full credit to them and the manager Michael Butcher. Absolutely, and as we said, fantastic to see so many people down there. Um, a real <laughs> sign that non-league football is, uh, you know, booming in the area. Yes, another big crowd. Um, okay, uh, moving on, Tom. You look like you were about to say something about. Oh that. no, 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 no! Okay, good. Well, uh, moving on to um, a side that is actually uh, officially 
on form. <laughs> we sort of undenied about it over the last couple of weeks. Does it constitute a run? Does it not? But Reading women win again. Abby, uh, can you believe it? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to say yes, aren't I? Yes, I can. We're going we're gonna to win the WSL. No, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, but absolutely. I think... Um, I think I might have said this last week, but Tash Dowie has found her form. I think I think she needed a couple of games to get warmed up, and now she's just on a run. I think that's four goals in three games she's scored now. She can. Um, I was, I mean, I, f- I think I'm just a cynical Reading fan, aren't I? Really, I <laughs> I just sound really negative every week. But Brighton are having such a run of form themselves. They're currently third, I think, in the in the um, in the WSL table. So. <clears throat> I was I wasn't expecting a, a drubbing necessarily, but um, I didn't think it would be a win for us if I'm honest. And um, we also, so Danielle Carter, who was with us last season, she's currently at Brighton and she's having a really really good season there. And I think I might have mentioned this in an article or somewhere at some point. Like Reading just didn't seem to be quite the right fit for her, and she seems to have slotted in really well at Brighton. So I was kind of expecting something from her, but she, she seemed fairly quiet. I think. Um, but yeah, so Tash Tash Dowie put us up one nil in three minutes. I think we we kind of bookended the game essentially. So we had a, a three minute goal from Tash Dowie at the beginning, then an eighty seventh minute goal from um, Emma <laughs> Harris. So yeah, we seem to keep them in and a clean sheet as well, which is great for Grace Maloney always. Um, I think we've kind of talked about a couple of times in the group chat, haven't we, about the uh, the Brian defender. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen this. Yeah. Uh, this is in, uh, with Emma Harry's goal in the 87th minute. A Brighton defender very much commits to an offside call that was never offside and uh, is complaining. <laughs> uh, so the ball is played through. Harry's runs onto it. She's in her own half when the ball is played, so she can't be offside. And uh, so onside. And so yeah, she's very onside. And uh, but the Brighton defender is committed to the offside call all the way through the chase. And then after Harry's put the ball in the net, turns to face the uh, linesman and uh, berate. But yeah, I, I love the commitment to that call. I mean, if you, you know, if you know you're not going to get there, you might yeah. as well shout at the linesman for uh, for the 10 seconds it takes to get from halfway to uh, the ball in the back of the net. It's, it's superb, isn't it? Because like, obviously she'll watch that video back and she'll go, oh, <laughs> straight away she'll go oh right but in that moment your the, the your fury overtakes any sense of am i right here or am i wrong here you're just furious with the decision because you can't possibly be wrong and then suddenly there's a possibility that maybe you made a mistake but you could blame it on on the linesman yeah. for a moment so you commit to it completely commit to it all the way and I say this as someone who's almost certainly done this in his in his own Sunday league career um, to blame so it gives you the you've got the opportunity to blame someone you've got to commit to it because if it comes off fantastic if it doesn't you look like an absolute mug and unfortunately for the Brighton defender it was on video <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's on so, the uh, Reading Women Facebook uh, sorry uh, Twitter feed at least uh, probably is on their Facebook page as well but uh, yeah it's certainly on their Twitter feed so worth a look if you uh, are scrolling yeah through. I'm approximately half of the views on that fair, <laughs> talking of absolute commitment there is a wonderful other video I don't know if anybody's seen it of a uh, Tash Harding defensive tackle Ooh, that is just utter that. commitment just Jeff's kiss 
that just just gets across total commitment comes in i think is it from the from the right hand side yeah. so i i lost track of because i didn't know what was going to happen so i've only, and i've only watched it once so i lost track of where she started from but the commitment to get across put the tackle in in front of goal was just just superb they'll be showing that in schools it's, yeah. it's <laughs> It was just it, sort of from the from sublime from the ridiculous commitment to the sublime commitment. It was yeah. um, it was really absolutely. good. She got she got all the way from the sort of uh, the byline to the to round the penalty spot mm. uh, as the ball was uh, carrying along. So yeah, complete commitment. You're right. Really, really good last ditch tackle and keeping Reading. I think it was one uh, 0 at that point, wasn't it? So keeping Reading yeah. ahead. Oh well, that that makes. I wasn't aware of what the score was, so that makes it even more impressive. Absolutely. I'm one of these people now that only watches football in Twitter clips, so <laughs> scores are scores are a bit irrelevant to me now. Yeah, that's what that's why you found the uh, Bristol Manor Farm game so boring. You were too busy <laughs> scrolling through Twitter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anything else to say on uh, Reading Women, Daddy? No, just that we're on a good good run of form. It seems um, it's international break again now, so oh. <laughs> it feels like never ending international breaks. Um, although I will say on that matter, Emma Harris has been called up to the under twenty ones. I think it is now she's part of. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. She'll be on the screen at some point. I hope. So yeah, lovely. Job. Good on want good to, on Reading. <laughs> one to look out for there. Um, all right. Um, why don't we feed that into the uh, women's football roundup then, Abby? So why don't you pick out the uh, best results of the weekend and any highlights that you have? Yes, absolutely. Um, so there was a couple of cup competitions happening this weekend. Um, the Barks and Bucks Women's Trophy second round. There was six Berkshire sides in action and four wins for them. Um, so two of our, our teams have been knocked out, but um, Cabersham and United and Slough were obviously in cahoots because they both won 7-1 this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not entirely unsurprising that Cabersham scored because they were playing Shinfield, who, so that was Div 1 versus Development Division again. Um, hopefully we'll get some more kind of evenly matched ties, I guess, in the next round. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's good for those development sides to be playing Div 1 sides just to see where they are. But then equally, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> um, also was the Barks and Bucks Women's Senior Cup and Maidenhead and Reading are both through that. Um, Woodley and Ascot were both knocked out. Although Maidenhead are through on an away walkover. So I don't know if that really... T- I'm not sure how happy they'll be with that, but there we are. Um, <clears throat> Reading obviously was a good result as well. We've done that one. That's that 2-0. So yeah, good good, good on them. Um, also, just again. a couple of things... To- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a few things to point out is that um, at the moment, we have Ascot in Division 3 East, S4K in Division 3 South and Fatcham in the Development Division, all top of the table currently. Um, S4K are eight games unbeaten. Uh, Ascot are seven games unbeaten and Fatcham are six games unbeaten. So some good Berkshire sides happening there. Um, and also, um, we're kind of sort of halfway through the season already, which seems a bit mad. Um, and so... Just to point out that Abby Camvin of Sloughtown Ladies is currently the uh, county's top scorer. She has 19 goals in nine appearances. So not doing too badly at all. So, yeah, there is your kind of roundup. Um, Yeah, there's your roundup of the weekend. Very good. Very good. Well, we should uh, uh, turn our attention to the uh, men's side. Uh, Probably starting with uh, Bracknell. Uh, Since we last spoke, two games or two games in the league. Uh, seven goals, none conceded, six points, and a 
long distance trip to Guernsey as one of those fixtures as well. Uh, they're looking pretty formidable at the top of the league at the moment, aren't they? Tom, I'll come to you on that one. <laughs> yes, they are indeed. They are indeed um, be- beating Guernsey 3-0, Ashford Town 4-0. Um, it's, uh, it's, an impressive, it's an impressive run. Dave Tarpey is firing, um, hmm. but also the, the, the centre-backs, Timmy Awika and Daniel Bayliss, are also scoring goals as well. I think, I'm not sure if they're still the top scorers, um, but certainly uh, uh, earlier in the season, the, the two centre-backs were the, were the club's top scorers. Um, so yes, they are they are flying um, and quite literally, obviously, over to Guernsey. So um, you know they've 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 really uh, they're, they're really starting to make a mark. And I I think I think um, we all thought uh, it would be tough at the top. Um, mm-hmm. I still think it will be. They they are they have played a game more than the than the teams below them in the table, which is all of the teams in the table. Um, but even without that, they're still you know they're still three four points clear at the top. And I I don't think they're going to drop many points now. Um, the, the, obviously, the tough ones will be the return fixtures with the likes of Marlow, Hanwell, um, Basingstoke, Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. and of course we've got the outcome of the Chertsey Town abandonment to to come yet as well. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if there's been a uh, if there's been anything on that yet. Um, Last, no, uh, on the on their website it still says the game is abandoned. So yeah, uh, yeah no uh, no result as of yet. So it is. It's still um, you know they're, they're, it's going to take some going I think to to stop yeah. them uh to stop them to stop them taking the title um yeah. I, I don't know what more to say really they they played they played a young side in the velocity trophy on monday night and they lost on penalties to westfield um i don't think they'll lose any sleep over that one um mm. if they'd have gone through obviously i suspect that they'd, they'd have carried on playing the kids so um yeah. shamar moore got the goal for them um which is which is useful for him good some good minutes for him so Absolutely, yeah. Just to highlight though that they played thirteen now and only conceded six in that um, yeah. in those games. So uh, at the beginning of the season, I think it was fair to say their defence was probably uh, the best part, but the attack is starting to click now as well. So uh, you yeah. know, as we say, seven unanswered goals in their last two league games, uh, four of which came from Dave Tarby. And like you're quite right, he is now their top goal scorer. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's out there on seven with uh, ooh, I think Bayless must be on six or something like that, five or six after him. So it can't be can't be too far behind. But uh, yeah, Tarpy now is top of the table yeah. in terms of bin fit, uh, Bracknell goals. Sorry. So yeah, ones to look out for there. Um, they keep rolling on, keep marching on, and it could be we have a side. Uh, hopefully, the dream we'll have the uh, Berkshire non-league sides in uh, step one, two three four five and six oh, all the way every, down the pyramid wouldn't that be fantastic every level that's every awesome. level Berkshire permeating every level of the non-league pyramid it's what we want to see uh yeah other games to highlight uh I'd probably um, start with Reading City against Wokingham and Embrook uh local derby uh finished uh Reading City two Wokingham and Embrook three and what Wokingham and Embrook yeah frantic themselves. end I think absolutely yeah um yeah, why did you talk us through it then, Tom? Well, um, yeah, the uh, it, it was a, it was an incredibly frantic end to uh, to this one. Um, sorry, I've just lost my uh, my place in my notes. 
My computer, my computer is frozen, which is incredibly useful. Um, would anybody else like to talk through the game? Because uh, obviously, I've, I've read, I, after last week's uh, slight issues where I realised I hadn't paid any attention to any of the football whatsoever, uh, I paid attention to all the football, and now uh, my brain is too full. Um, no, okay, so yes. Um, Woking remember they were 2-0 up, Jack Mullen and Nathan Mindomba. Um, but I think it all happened in the last half hour. Um, Alfie Grant and Ezio Toure equalised for uh, Reading City. Uh, they then had Toure Sinbind and manager Simon Johnson was dismissed. Uh, and, a, and a lad called James Clark turned in Will, Will Shaw's cross at the far post to for the winner. Um, I think this that was in the very very last few minutes. So mm-hmm. um, lots going on all in that last half hour. Um, hopefully the crowd stuck around and weren't just like me looking yeah. at Twitter clips all afternoon. Um, it certainly sounds a more exciting game than the one I went to. Very good. Yeah, uh, highlight this one because it's uh, working. Embroke are now out of the relegation zone with that result. They move ahead of CB Hounslow United on uh, goal difference, and I believe that's pretty much the first time this season uh, that they've been out of the relegation zone. So, good signs for working in Embroke onwards and upwards mm. for them. Um, there's a couple of resurgences though as well. So Tadley, I think yes. you could call Tadley resurgent and Burnham resurgent as well. And uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a, a tough one down there, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's always you know, some good sides, but I mean, working on Ember giving themselves a good chance. Uh, I mean, still a long way to go in that league. I mean, they've played 12 yeah. games and there's <laughs> yeah. yeah 18 teams in that league. So, you know, 34 games, they've only played 12 so far. So. Long way to go, but uh, good signs for working on Embrook. And another side that have moved themselves up the table are Woodley United. Um, they won 4-3 away at yes. Hillingdon Borough. And that result, yeah, takes them off the foot of the table. Uh, and uh, another side giving themselves a chance and putting themselves in the mix. Uh, did you see any of this one, Tom? Um no, but I I did see that um, it it was it was another it was a similar one in that in that Woodley went three one up Hillingdon mm-hmm. came back they, I think they scored in the sixty first and sixty third minute and then Woodley scored again in the sixty seventh Ben Anderson's second goal uh, to to finish things off so uh, yeah again all the goals coming in a very short space of time um, I think there was an early goal in the fourth minute an equaliser shortly after and an own goal and then it all went a bit a bit nuts uh, and, and plenty of goals in the second in that in just after the hour uh, just after the hour mark so um, yeah a good, really good win Woodley have won two of the last three league games now which mm. uh, I, th- I think we were all quite impressed uh, Abby weren't we when they when they played against Deportivo Galicia in the cup and they seem to have kicked on from there which has been good yeah definitely they looked very convincing when we played them, so they were unfortunate that they lost mm. to uh, Deportivo. So it's good to see they are on a winning form. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, just to round out the section at the other end of the table, the game I went to was uh, Raiders Lane, who they were in third against obviously in California, who we were in uh, fourth and uh, finished two-two. All the goals in the first half. Raiders Lane came out of the blocks much sharper than Eversley and took a, a pretty quick two-goal lead, uh, but. Before half time, obviously, were level and uh, a couple of nice strikes um, uh, before the game became a little bit more stretched in the second half. Um, yeah, the goals came from uh, Paris Gill and Lewis Rob- Robson. Um, but yeah, 
good signs for Eversley. They uh, competed with one of the best sides of the league there. I mean, Eversley themselves are one of the best sides of the league. They're right, um, right up in the playoff places. Uh, it was a really good game. Uh, they did have to defend uh, well for uh, chunks the, of this second half, but they also carried a threat themselves and uh, almost scored a couple of goals, uh, maybe slightly more on the break in the second half when they did have some good possession in the uh, first half. But a really good game to watch. Two competitive sides and probably two sides that are going to be up there in the promotion hunt come the end of the season. Very good indeed. Right. Um, well, just to let you, uh, the listener in behind the curtain, we normally record these podcasts on the Wednesday so we can sort of pick out the best of the uh, midweek action as well. But we don't, we're actually uh, recording on a Tuesday today. Uh, so we cannot reference many of the midweek games we mentioned about the Bracknell game in the Velocity Trophy but there are we won't be able to see any of the midweek games tonight probably the pick of the games tonight uh Binfield against Thatcham in the Isthmian uh league mm. that's uh got to be a bit of a highlight uh any thoughts on what's going to happen there either of you I mean, it's it's on a that's on a uh, I don't know because Binford will be looking forward to their trophy game on mm-hmm. Saturday. Thatcham, I, I don't know. I mean, so Binfield suffered a heavy defeat last time out last yeah. last Tuesday. Um, they had some injuries. I think a lot will simply depend on what what side they can put out. And to be honest, uh, although they come under our our remit, I don't know an awful lot about. Thatcham this season they've had a couple of decent results recently but um, what sort of form they're in and, and what sort of team will come up against uh, Binfield I, I really don't know um, yeah I think they're both strong sort of mm. uh, uh, candidates for maybe mid-table maybe pushing towards the playoffs they're both um, yeah fairly competitive in that division and have had some good results yeah. but also maybe they taken a couple of heavy losses from the other uh, from the big hitters I know Thatcham I went to see Thatcham uh, against uh, host Bracknell and uh, Bracknell won 4-0 that evening. But I don't think games like that define the seasons for clubs like uh, Thatcham and Binfield. They're, uh, I think they're both very competitive and will probably both be pushing for a top half of the table finish. So uh, an interesting game tonight to see where both sides are. Like you say, Binfield carrying a lot of injuries. Thatcham mm. on a decent run of form. Um, but uh, I think, yeah very interesting game tonight so if you can get down to well by the time this goes out the game will probably have already happened so yeah looking forward to the result at hill farm lane anyway looking forward to it to being a nil nil draw absolutely yeah so uh now i've said it'll be really interesting it will be a nil nil draw good but one game at hill farm lane that should be very interesting is the fa trophy uh this weekend uh, we'll start at Hill Farm Lane with our review of the FA Trophy fixtures. Um, Binfield, uh, fresh off their victory, 3-0 victory against Sinderford in the pre- previous round. Three weeks of podcast, the first time I've got that team right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are facing Truro City at Hill Farm Lane on Saturday. A big, big game there. Uh, what do we reckon, guys? How do we see this one going? All I really know is that I am going to be operating the Siren Craft Brew Cam Bar at Hill Farm Lane on the afternoon. Um, oh, uh, official. Li- yeah, absolutely official. Uh, you know, you've got, you've got to volunteer a little bit, uh, and I still owe Hungerford a volunteering afternoon as well. Um, so, uh, well, you know, I, I don't how how this game is going to go. I, who knows? Um, again, a little bit like the Thatcham game we just discussed. It will depend, a lot will depend on what team Binfield can get out and whether people have recovered 
from injuries. Um, and I think that's where it will be won and lost. I, I certainly don't think that Truro will have it all their own way. Um, obviously, step three side, you they'll be the favourites for the game, but they've, they're coming a long way. So, mind you, they come a long way. They have to go a long way most weeks, don't they? Yeah. I think even their home games are in Plymouth, which, let me tell you, is, is still quite a long way from actual Truro. So they play in Plymouth. I didn't I believe. Know that. I believe they play uh, at Plymouth Parkways ground. Um, ah. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but okay. Well, that's one to look for. Yeah, Truro. <laughs> have a, a, a large support down there being one of the only clubs in the region. So be interesting to see how many make the uh, long, long trip all the way up to uh, Binfield for this game. But um, Yeah, I think I'll be in attendance. Tom, be in attendance too. We're just missing you, Abby. So uh, Yeah, I'm not... just having a sulk about the fact I'm not going to be there. Uh, <laughs> are you commentating again, Rob? I believe so. Not 100% quali- um, um, confirmed, but I believe okay. the uh, live sports... FM will be commentating with myself and Keith uh, on the Binfield Truro game. So if you can't oh, well, get down there, uh, give us a listen. Are you, are, you, are you mates? Yeah. Speak to yeah. each other every day? Uh, yeah, well, we speak to each other quite a bit of the week. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> You're getting jealous, Tom. No, I just, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I just... You know. I think there's going to be a paternity battle between yes. Sports FM and uh, Football in Berkshire between, for my services. So, yeah. I'm just assuring that you're getting a flat for once and not me. Well, Abby's already been upset. I'm sure you've got something lined up, Tom. Don't worry. Not at all. Not at all. No. Not after, <laughs> not after the barrage of emails you got from uh, this morning. I think I'll just leave you alone. What is this newsletter? Uh, anyway, let's, let's not bring the, uh, let's not bring the, the work life into it. <laughs> well yes so binfield hosting uh step three truro um but also the national league north and south sides come in to the competition at this sorry breaking news breaking news oh stop oh, everything Tom, breaking, stop breaking news. news this is exciting 39 minutes ago Wow. Uh, due to a positive COVID-19 case within the Magpies camp and following consultation with the Vanarama National League this morning, tonight's game against Southend United has been postponed. The oh. fixture has been rescheduled for Tuesday the 7th of December at 7.45pm. Oh, that's interesting. I was... So I'm now going to have to turn this podcast around today. Oh, wow. For that <laughs> so... to be worth anything at all. <laughs> yeah, breaking news about a fixture that happened two days after the release. <laughs> that didn't the... happen two days ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> probably not be as exciting. So, yeah, you've got your work cut out this afternoon then. Uh, so... okay. well, it'd, be, it'd be fine. As long as, uh, as long as none of us cough or splutter or, or say anything illegal, we'll be fine. Good. I'll uh, yeah keep my political views to myself then for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, yes, the other two fixtures that involving Berkshire sides in the FA Trophy are uh, Hungerford Town hosting Welling United and Slough Town hosting Haven't and Waterlooville. Uh, so step uh, two sides facing step two sides. So uh, it hope that uh, both Hungerford and Slough are on a little bit of a run of form, and so have a chance. Both have a chance being at home. Uh, pushing through to the next round. I'm not sure where this um, competition would feature on their priorities list, though, for the season. Uh, what do you reckon, guys? I mean, it's got to feature highly, hasn't it? Because you don't have to win all that many games, and and you're and you remember they're coming in the second round stage already. It's, it's, I, I'm sure it will feature quite highly. You know, there's some very winnable games in there. Slough always seem to draw either Dartford or Haven't in Waterlooville in this competition. Um, 
So the fact that Dartford are playing Bath City is probably a, a, a bit of a benefit. But um, I don't know. I, this has got to be high up there, surely. Um, we, we've seen that that it's it, it is possible to get to Wembley in these competitions. So mm. why wouldn't they give it a go? There's absolutely no reason why either Hungerford or Slough or you know both of them couldn't go all the way. That's possibly slightly unlikely, but. Well, we saw like Hornchurch. I think there was step three, made it yes. to the final last season. So, you know, why not? If they do prioritise it, it could be um, it could be a good afternoon for them uh, come May. But uh, just to call out something we didn't mention in the roundup: Hungerford doing it very well again this week, beating St Albans three-one uh, away from home. One of the big hitters in that division, yes. pushing them uh, back up into the uh, playoff places. Um, so, really good season for Hungerford so far. Sort of, you know. It's peaked and troughed a little bit, but over the last sort of uh, month or so, they've really seemed to hit a good run of form. So, yeah, a game they will have no fear going into a game against Welling United, who are mid-table in the uh, National League South uh, this weekend. Okay, anything more on the trophy, guys? Two blank faces looking (laughs) back at me, so uh, I will take that as a no. So, Abby, what the pick? Why don't you give uh, pick out a couple of women's fixtures for the weekend that uh, people should uh, look towards and look forward to? Yes, absolutely. So, as I mentioned, there's no kind of elite action from Reading because it's international break. But I think the focus for this weekend is the Thames Valley League, Um, especially Division One. It looks quite interesting. So. Tilehurst are at home to Penn and Tyler's Green Ladies, and that is third versus fourth. Um, Tilehurst are having a really great season. So, yeah, they're kind of ones to watch. I, th- I think it's quite kind of tight at the top of the the uh, division. So, yes, definitely one to go and watch. Um, we have got a Berkshire Derby as well in Division 1 as Wargrave play, play Caversham United, and that is also sixth versus seventh. So, um, I think I've said it before, Cavisham are kind of smashing the cups, but not doing quite so well in terms of the leagues. So I think they'll be kind of looking to kind of pick up points there just to get themselves going in terms of league action. Um, and then a final one to look at is in the development division. So as I said earlier, Thatcham, they're top of the table right now. So they're having a really great season and they play Burfield, who are fourth. Um I always say our Division 3 South is our most competitive kind of women's division, but actually I think the development one's giving um, people kind of a run for their money as well. And I think four, it keeps moving actually, but I'm pretty sure four of our five teams in that division are in the top four. So yes, it should be a good one. So yeah, as I said, Thames Valley is the one to focus on this weekend. Very good. Thanks for that, Abby. And Tom, do you want to pick out some of the... uh... Highlights, maybe the men's uh, fixtures for this weekend. Yeah, sure. Um, I think one of the interesting ones will be Bracknell, Bracknell Town at Chalfont St Peter. Chalfont St Peter are managed by their former coach Aaron Stedman. Um, yes. Chalfont are 17th, Bracknell are first, as we've as we previously discussed. So that will be um, an interesting test for certainly for Chalfont. Um, and obviously, there'll be a few players still at Bracknell that, that Aaron will be aware of. So um, they won't, it won't be a completely unknown to him. Um, in the Combined Counties League, um, it's cup week mostly. Um, so, you know, anything goes really, I, I, I guess. I think maybe Windsor at Hilltop would be an interesting, if I was going to choose a game, yeah. um, at that, which which tends to be where I would where I would choose games to go to. That's, Hilltop uh, are doing... That's- that's midweek, isn't it? That's tonight. On the- oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Windsor Hilltop tonight. 
uh, yeah, lots of cup games. You're right, but they uh, they're all midweek. I've completely looked at this. I've got. I can't tell the title of time or the date. Um, <laughs> so okay, yes. Well, for Tuesday night, probably Hilltop v Windsor would be my pick of the games. Over, as for as for the weekend, I think um, I think Reading City will be desperate to get something at Wembley. Um, <laughs> on the road to Wembley, yes. Yeah. On the, I'm surprised we haven't done that more. Um, <laughs> and then we've got Wokingham and Embrook v Hollyport, and very big game. That. Yeah, that's 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 big for for both sides. Wokingham will will sense more points. Hollyport will just be sensing can we get something out of this and 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 start to close the gap a little bit because i think they've they've got five points so far this season so they need to start getting some points on the board uh, and and you know i hope they do yeah absolutely uh, they they every time i look at hollyport they seem to be very close in games or yeah. you know having or when we see people go down there it's like i don't understand how they haven't managed to at least score in that game or get something get something out of it but yeah yeah the table is the table, so uh, they'll need to, um, yeah, start getting some points on the board and to uh, get back in contact with the teams above them. It's possible. We've seen working in Embrook do it. You know, they were in a similar situation yes. a few weeks ago, so uh, and uh, slightly out of the relegation zone now. So still a very big game that one coming up. Uh, any others you want to pick out, or would that is that um, your feel? No, it's, a, it's an odd one in the uh, usually with the amount of teams in Division One. There's usually a derby, but there yes. it doesn't look to be a derby this weekend. Um, so, uh, ooh, t- a tough one to to pick one out of there if I was gonna if I was gonna choose one, but possibly Parks County at Rainers Lane. Yeah, that's a good um, one. I think that would be that would be a tip. Or if you wanted to stay in the county, um, probably Sandhurst Town at home to British Airways. Yeah. Um, Sandhurst on a on a decent run as well. Yeah, just on the cusp of the playoffs there, Sandhurst. We have a, a few teams in and around the playoffs: Wallingford, Sandhurst, and Eversley in California, all there. Uh, Barks County were a few weeks ago, but I think they've uh, 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 dropped off maybe because they haven't played so many games due to their cup yeah, run. But, a um, couple of times they've alluded to a few issues. Um, I don't know what those issues are. Um, oh, really? Yeah, uh, various bits and pieces. I know. Um, well, no, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, so, but the so the the tro- when I was talking to them about the the trophy and and that, the, so I, I don't know. But they seem to be they seem to be picking up again. So, very go. good. Glad to see it, and hopefully, yes. it can continue at Rainers Lane this weekend. Yes. Right. Uh, any other business, ladies and gents? Anything you want to shout about? Maybe a uh, podcast that drops on Friday or something like that. Tom. <laughs> uh, so yes the Jamel Johnson podcast was out on Friday that's gone down very well lots of people enjoying that one so that's great um, Abby you're doing one for this week aren't you I am indeed I'm making my debut as the host um, yes on, yeah the Berkshire Stories one I am talking to not one not two but three guests this oh, evening goodness wow no it's going to be exciting so I have got manager captain and chairman of Caversham United Women oh very good Mm. so yeah look forward to that one we, we're hoping that one's going to be out on friday that the idea is that will drop on friday are we saying that, drop is that what we're calling that's what the kids are saying isn't it, it drops exactly are it we cool enough for drop i i think i am i don't know about you two <laughs> <laughs> damning damning yes. indictment of our uh, yes her, her co-hosts here her co-podders I'm just gonna go and get my cart horse out and go for a stroll <laughs> like the old days 
Very good. Well, uh, before we embarrass ourselves any further, Please. I think we should probably get out of here. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much again for listening to the uh, Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast. Uh, you can catch up with all of our Berkshire football news, either on our Twitter feed, our Instagram, or uh, by the old school going to uh, footballinberkshire.co.uk and checking out everything there. Tom's looking I like just quickly, to say I, I remembered I posted earlier in our group chat about uh, Rainer's Lane and their tool draw with Eversley in California, uh, where if you go to the full-time website on the Combined Counties League Division 1 I was going to say North, Division One, Division, Division One, yeah. and you look at the lineups for uh, Rainers Lane and Eversley in California. Something I've never seen before. Um, you go through all the players, blah 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 blah. You've got Robert Hastings in brackets. Rob, <laughs> what? What's this? What is this? Why? Why is it in brackets? Why do I need to know that his name is Rob? In brackets. I don't know. I could have probably figured that out myself. And um, the other odd thing that happens as well on full time is sometimes you get players' names all in capitals, like Paris Gill, and sometimes all in lowercase, like Troy Perez Dua. Yep. Paris uh, clearly wanted to make a statement with yes. his name there. So yeah. Who knows? Who knows what? Very goes good. On. Well, yeah. For more niche in uh, chat and uh, <laughs> noticings on the uh, full-time website of the combined counties league please jump over to our twitter and instagram feeds uh, to get your fill of that but we should probably say goodbye now so uh, say goodbye tom goodbye tom uh, say goodbye abby see ya <laughs> and thank you very much for listening it's goodbye from me as well bye bye Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 that's 0330 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.